Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! The most popular places in America, Los Angeles, New York City, and the Transfer Portal. <laughs> that's Bobby Houck's line from yesterday, and uh, that's going to be at least part of the theme when we talk about college football, which is, as you know, a big deal here in western Montana, around the state of Montana, and from coast to coast. Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanez coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for the better part of 15 years and happy to say so. Thanks for hanging out with us here uh, on your Tuesday. Little bit different of a slate today on a Tuesday. Usually uh, for the last three, three, four months, we've been using Tuesdays to highlight a lot of the best prep storylines from around the state of Montana. And we will talk a little bit of prep hoops today. Guy Almquist, the head coach of the Helena Capital Bruins, the defending Class AA state champions uh, in boys basketball, he will join us here uh, about 4.30. So look forward to catching up with Coach Almquist. Interesting that Helena Capital won state boys basketball last year, then went and won football this uh, last fall, and now the defending champions in hoops, and a lot of the same guys are uh, a part of it. So a tremendous group of seniors there at Helena Capital. So we'll get the lay of the land in AA from Coach Almquist. Uh, that'll be fun. But uh, we're also going to talk some more FCS playoffs, some Big Sky Conference uh, coaching carousel, uh, a little bit of World Cup maybe. Uh, we'll also have our Treasure State Stars highlighting some of the best individual performances from across the state of Montana. And uh, our number two... There's literally thousands of new football players in the NCAA transfer portal. And because this is the first collision of all of the different changes that have occurred in college football, whether it's the one-time transfer rule, the extension of eligibility, the uh, now legality of name, image, and likeness sponsorships, yesterday was the convergence of all of those things for the first time. We, we've seen this fluidity in transferring and the extended eligibility the last couple of years. It's, uh, it's been in flux since the pandemic changed uh, the fundamental landscape of college athletics forever. But this is the first time we've had all those factors. One-time transfer 
rules, extended eligibilities, and NIL, name, image, and likeness sponsorships all collide at the exact same time. And so it's it's pretty crazy just the money that's out there, the, the lure for particularly Power 5 level uh, college football players. What does it all mean? Justin Angle, University of Montana business professor, he and I sat down earlier today. So we talked about the ins and outs of the business side of this transferring phenomenon. We also talked about the one and only, Neon Deion Sanders. He, li- he lands at Colorado in Boulder. It could be a transcendent move that forever changes the landscape of college football. It also could be an unmitigated disaster. But either way, get your popcorn. It's going to be very, very interesting, fun uh, to watch. It's also going to be hard to not watch because I guarantee you that they are going to blow up the uh, the world of exposure, the world of publicity there uh, in Boulder with the Colorado Buffs. So Justin and I talked about all that. Plus, we talked about the Final Four moving to Las Vegas in 2028. Not permanently. That's just where it's going to be that that year. Uh, the pluses and minuses of that. And on the basketball note, the Grizz basketball team plays tonight. So we will take a look at what's been going on amongst Big Sky Conference teams uh, around the league. Um on both the men's and women's side, some of the top storylines in the Big Sky uh, to this point. So there you go. It's a show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in the state of Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. It's Duana's Now, ESPN Radio. You can always stream on the ESPN MT app or on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. You want to be a part of the show? You can call or text anytime, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us for the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. That's also going to be how you are going to win some free Tagliari Deli. we got a $25 gift card for you coming up to tag about 445, so stay tuned for that, 406-888-1029. I'll be sure to remind you. Uh, but remember that number. Great way to engage with us. You can call or text it anytime and uh, be a part of the show if you shall, uh, if you so wish. Update on the World Cup. Uh, there's some knockout matchups today. There's some drama. I don't really know what the drama was, but for whatever reason, Cristiano Ronaldo, who is one of like three soccer players on the whole earth, and I know who he is, he uh, didn't start. Uh, a guy who I don't know who he is replaced him in the starting lineup for Portugal, and he had a hat trick. <laughs> so I don't know how all this stuff works. And Ronaldo's been in the news lately because, one, he's the most beautiful person on earth. Uh, two, he's one of the most high paid athletes on the planet earth. And three, he plays for one of the most, uh, played for, excuse me, one of the most prestigious clubs uh, in the Premier League, and he no longer does, splitting ways, parting ways with Manchester United. And, uh, you wonder if that means he's coming stateside or where he might land. I don't know. But that's all an aside to what happened in the World Cup today. Andrew Houghton, our guy uh, in the back, the producer on the other side of the glass, he has a great soccer podcast, Soccer in Snow and Smoke, where they uh, talk soccer across the board. But uh, certainly been a, a fun couple days. Uh, first, Andrew, Give people an update uh, from over the weekend because the United States played uh, in the knockout round. Uh, they, they did not get it done, but it looked like it was a, a fun experience at least. I know you caught the game 
downtown in Missoula, and uh, it seemed like people were into it. And I think this is what makes international events fun is, you know, they are every once in a while, and uh, so often they just uh, they bring people together in, in a fun and joyous fashion. Just take us through the weekend. Also take us through just uh, what went down with this Portugal team today. It seemed like a pretty big win and uh, also a pretty big performance from the guy who stepped to the starting lineup and uh, got himself a hat trick. Yeah, Coulter, let's start with the United States first. 8 a.m., standing room only at the bar downtown in Missoula. That's what I've been saying all month long on this podcast. If you want to get into it, just go out and watch some of these games with other people. It was a great experience. United States, you know, they played really well, Coulter, and a lot of people are going to say, well, they lost 3-1. to one. It looks like they got put in their place by the, the Netherlands team if you were just looking at the score, but the U.S. played really well. The thing about it is the Netherlands just finished all their chances in that game, and that made things really difficult. For the U.S., it looked like they were going to go into halftime down just one to nothing, and they would have been okay with that, had a chance to come back in the second half, and then the Netherlands scores right before halftime. And then the U.S. scores in the second half to make it 2-1. to one. Joy and uh, back slap and high fives all around in the bar. Netherlands score a couple minutes later to put it away. So disappointing, but a good performance, I think, in the end for the United States. And that was sort of the story of this uh, round of 16 in the World Cup all up until today, Coulter. It's been just straight chalk, as we've seen in the FCS playoffs as well. Netherlands get through. Argentina gets through. Brazil gets through rather easily. England gets through rather easily. France gets through rather easily. That was it for the first three days of the round of 16. And then today, Coulter, we had the craziness. Aside from the Portugal game, the Morocco-Spain game gave us our first real upset of this knockout round at the World Cup. Spain can't get a goal in the first 90 minutes, can't get a goal in the the 30 minutes of extra time. It goes to penalties. Horrific performance from Spain in the penalties. They miss all three. Morocco moving on to the quarterfinals, I believe, only the second African team to do so in the last 25 years. Wow, very cool. We'll go check out soccer in snow and smoke. We will have... uh more updates for you, both on this show as well as on uh, that podcast. So go check it out. Available on all of your various uh, podcast hosting platforms. Thank you, Andrew. We got some news across the Big Sky Conference. They uh, they did not waste much time. It's funny because the uh, the last couple of coaching searches at uh, Montana and Montana State, respectively, have taken several weeks when it comes to hiring new football coaches. The uh, Coaching openings at both Cal Poly and Northern Colorado, uh, they were only open for a little bit more than a week. So basically the regular season ended, and then boom, uh, Ed McCaffrey let go at Northern Colorado. We actually don't know if that was a mutual parting of ways or if one side or the other triggered it. But either way, Ed McCaffrey out after two years at Northern Colorado. Charlie Regal is even quicker than that. It was basically two days since Idaho State's season ended before he was then on his way uh, to Arizona State. maybe. Ah, actually, that's not true. Maybe it was like a week after the regular season ended. I don't know. My timing's all messed up with the Thanksgiving weekend. But either way, uh, Raggle in and out. One year in uh, Pocatello, out at Idaho State. And then last week, Cal Poly head coach Bo Baldwin left to take an offensive coordinator job at Arizona State. So Arizona State, uh, Kevin Dillingham, the new head coach there, he picks off two Big Sky Conference head coaches to join his staff. Uh, a feather in the cap getting two head coaches to join uh, a Pac-12 staff as assistants, but also 
you know, I don't know. Idaho State went one and ten last year. So did Cal Poly. So uh, either way, Coach Baldwin's a good coach, and I think that, uh, Coach Baldwin is a great coach. Excuse me. Uh, his his resume is tried and true, and uh, very very prominent. And uh, Raggle had good success as an assistant in the Pac-12 before, so I think those guys will do well. Uh, but both those coaching openings filled lickety split. Uh, today, Cal Poly announced, and, and this was sort of something we thought could be the case and uh, sort of assumed would be the case, especially when you got, you know, I, I thought that Paul Wolf would be the front runner, given that he's coached in the Big Sky Conference before. He's been a head coach at both Eastern Washington and Washington State. And he knows the big sky in and out with you know, having been an assistant and the head coach at Eastern and also an assistant at Sac State and now the offensive line coach these last couple of years at Cal Poly. And then when Cal Poly said they were announcing it so quickly, I thought, well, if they're going to announce it so quickly, then uh, it's almost certainly going to be an internal hire. And that's exactly what happened. Today, Cal Poly announced Paul Wolf as the head coach there um, for the Mustangs. I think that... Uh, well, first of all, I think Coach Wolf's a great coach uh, and uh, a fun guy to talk to. We had him on the show earlier this year when Cal Poly was making their way up to Missoula, and he's a great source of information. A uh, guy that's been around the league uh, in and on and off for the better part of 30 years. So I think it's a good hire. I just think that Cal Poly has uh, a lot of uphill uh, sledding to do. But I think that sticking with that, you know, when you're trying to revamp from a triple option to a – uh, more traditional style spread, quote unquote, modernized offense. When you're a couple of years into that transition, to go away from that would be a stark error. So I think hiring internally is good. Paul Wolf and Bo Baldwin spent a lot of time together. So uh, I think that the uh, the similarities in what they want, the identity of the team, and how they want to run the program, I think that there will be similarities. So I think that it'll be uh, at least from a program standpoint. A smooth one. Northern Colorado made some waves today. It's actually funny that I would say that Ed McCaffrey is one of the most high-profile and probably one of the biggest news-making headlines uh, when he was hired at Northern Colorado uh, after they dismissed Ernest Collins. But then it also just, you know, that's all it was, was was a headline grabber. And... uh, not very much for results on the field. And if you believe all the reports, which I tend to believe most things that are reported in the news, contrary to popular trends, that uh, the it, it was not a, a smooth situation going on at UNC. Far from it. Uh, a lot of, of areas lacking in terms of the way the football program was being run. Well, now, Rona Colorado made it higher than I think if you know, you know. I, I think that it's actually way more splashy when it comes to people that know about the Big Sky Conference, even if most people that don't have any idea about the Big Sky Conference are not going to have any clue who Ed Lamb is. But Northern Colorado hires Ed Lamb today. Lamb had a great run at Southern Utah. He helped the Thunderbirds in their transition from Division Two to Division One to FCS Independent and then into the Big Sky Conference. Uh, he had... One of the most unique classes that I think that I've ever covered during our time at Skyline Sports, the 2015 Thunderbird team, they were led by a whole bunch of guys that had graduated high school in 2009 and then had gone on uh, LDS missions. That's one place that Coach Lamb really uh, set himself up was as somebody that could take missionaries that 
uh, went on missions at varying times. A lot of times it's tradition for uh, Mormon missionaries to go when they're 19 years old, but sometimes they go at different times, whether it's right out of high school or maybe they wait till they're 20 or 21. Lamb carved out this niche as a program where you could land when you came back from your mission if where he had you had committed to earlier or had played at earlier didn't work out. So they got a whole bunch of guys to fall to them like that. They ended up having a tremendous class uh, led by not only some guys with missionary ties like James Kowser, who went on to become the all-time leading sacks and tackles for loss leader in the history of Big Sky Conference football, broke Jared Allen's records in those elements, but uh, they also had some great dudes that, that had nothing to do with the LDS strategy but also were just tremendous players from Las Vegas. That was the other part of Coach Lamb's recruiting strategy was going into Vegas and getting really talented guys, including Miles Killebrew, who maybe one of the most understated guys that it, has Big Sky Conference ties that's still playing in the league. I mean, he's still a starter for the Detroit Lions. He was drafted. He was a fourth-round draft pick. Excellent safety out of Southern Utah. And then they also got LaShawn Sims out of Las Vegas as well. Sims was a very talented corner who was a fifth-round draft pick by the Tennessee Titans. And so Southern Utah, that's all to say, they had a ton of talent, a ton of um, prestigious guys there, and they won a whole bunch of football games. They made the playoffs in 2014. They won the Big Sky outright in 2015. And then when Coach Lamb left to take an assistant job at BYU, still some of the the, uh, influence he had had on the program carried over, and then they again won the league in 2017 in DeMario Warren's second season there at SUU, and uh, most would tell you that is the uh, greatest run to this point in Southern Utah's brief Division One history. So, Ed Lamb back in the fold in the Big Sky Conference at Northern Colorado, and uh, certainly interesting to have him back in the fold. Played golf with Coach Lamb a couple times at the Big Sky Kickoff Golf Tournament. Great golfer. Uh, also, just though a great guy. A, a guy that I always thought that was very pleasant to be around uh, has a great presence, uh, you know, so a great, uh, how do you say, cachet without without being arrogant or uh, egotistical, d- just confident. I mean, he's about 6'6", so that definitely gives him a, a presence for sure. But just a solid dude, a guy that I really enjoyed working with and, and uh, talking to and learning from when he was in the big sky. And uh, so I think from a league perspective, him being back in the big sky is a good thing. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanez, talking our way around FCS football, including Big Sky Conference coaching openings. The last one, Idaho State, that job remains open, but I do have it from a pretty good source that uh, Bruce Barnum, interested in the Idaho State gig. Uh, People would say, well, why would Coach Barnum go from Portland State to Idaho State when Portland State's better than Idaho State on the football field in recent years? I think you know the answer to that broadly is just the uh, the stability or lack thereof of, of football in general at the schools. Like there's a there's a world. I mean, first of all, Portland State doesn't have a football field. That's a huge disadvantage. And they play at Hillsborough Stadium, a high school stadium. For as downtrodden and, and tough as Idaho State has had it over the last 15 years, I don't I don't think football is going anywhere in Idaho State. I mean, it's a it's a state university. It's a land grant university. They have you know, they don't have fans like the Grizz or the Cats, but they certainly have a fan base, and there's an interest in football in Pocatello. And, uh, you know, they have a facility that you can say whatever you want about Holt Arena, but they have their own facility that's unique and different than a lot in the big sky. So even just those simple things 
maybe are intriguing. Coach Barnum also was at Idaho State for a half dozen years in the early 2000s as the offensive coordinator. Uh, he was there on Larry Lewis's staff, which was basically the last time Idaho State was good. So Barnum also knows what it takes to be good at ISU as well. So uh, no, no, no confirming that. I just know that he is uh, he's potentially at least a, a name that's on the list there at ISU. So we'll see how uh, how that all plays out. Before we get into some of these FCS playoff uh, results, Andrew, what do you think of uh, those? Openings. I mean, Paul Wolf, Cal Poly, kind of a no-brainer. Ed Lamb, I hadn't thought of him in terms of Northern Colorado, but I think that's a good hire. I don't know what the upward mobility of Northern Colorado is unless they invest at a higher level in football, but Ed Lamb has had success in the big sky, and he's a very good football coach. Yeah, Coulter, I just think it's interesting we're seeing the complete 180 pendulum swing from last time, right? I mean, last time you saw... Northern Colorado take a big swing with Ed McCaffrey. You saw Cal Poly take kind of a big swing, not in in hiring Bo Baldwin, but in switching up everything that they were doing by hiring Bo Baldwin and completely changing the scheme there. And even Idaho State hiring somebody from outside the conference with Charlie Raggle. Well, none of those moves worked out or they're all having to move on from those coaches. Now I think it's interesting to see these teams going back to guys who we've seen coach and we've seen have success in the big sky previously and and who knows there's so many factors that go into this right but that's such a more steady starting point for these coaches and for these jobs right we've seen them do it before they have the connections in the big sky they have the foundation in the big sky that's it's such a dichotomy to me because on one hand i do think that the big sky it's such a widespread league in terms of where the schools are located that each institution has fundamental advantages and disadvantages that are some are the same and some are very different from their peer big sky schools. So I do think understanding the league can be an important factor to success. On the other hand, though, I often wonder, and I, I often wonder this about the university of Montana. And I also often wonder this just about um, big sky programs across the board if maybe the the uh, we have a fundamental addiction to nostalgia in America right now, that's why all the movies you ever see come out around this time of year are either remakes, sequels, or a combination of both, or like an extension of some sort of comic book franchise. Nostalgia is easy to sell to the masses. It is, but I don't necessarily know if that's the best way to go about finding success. And I don't know. What I think of all these these things, I, I do know that Paul Wolf's a good coach and that Ed Lamb's a good coach. I think those are as good a coaches as you can get at Cal Poly and Northern Colorado, respectively. But I also think it's interesting that uh, the the fraternity of the Big Sky Conference runs so deep. I mean, in what other league in the country can you name where there's been multiple coaches that have been head coaches at multiple schools? I mean, Paul Wolf has now been the head coach at Eastern Washington Cal Poly. Mike Kramer was at Eastern, Montana State, and Idaho State. You know, and on down the line, uh, you know, Ed Lamb now, Southern Utah and, and Northern Colorado. So uh, you just wonder how much the uh, – I, I just wonder sometimes, and this is just me musing, 
if the uh, the addiction to the familiar uh, holds the league back in some form. Well, especially Colter, you got to consider it in this day and age when a guy like Troy Taylor is able to come in and exactly. have so much success. I mean, Troy Taylor is sort of like the outcast of the Big Sky coaches because he has nothing to do with any of them. None although, of the connections. Although he did hire a staff that is very entrenched in the Big Sky, so he's kind of given you both. He's got new ideas. He's not part of the fraternity, but then he went out and hired Andy Thompson and and. Uh, Craig Paulson and, and guys like that to sort of help him, Ch- Cherokee Valeria, to help him learn the ins and outs of the league. So, I don't know. It, it, it is. No, continue, though. Well, no, that's all I was saying. I mean, you're seeing guys like Troy Taylor and like even Brent Vegan at Montana State have success with coming from out of there. But the thing with these programs that are running through coaches here, they're not having success. you got to have a baseline, right? I mean, that's the reasoning why you take a big swing and then McCaffrey, if you're Northern Colorado, you're like, well, we're winning three games a year. We can't be worse here. Let's take a swing at some upside. Well, we're seeing now it can actually be worse than that. you got to go back to that sort of steady baseline of, like I said, Coulter, guys who have been in the league who've done it before. Juan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Andrew Houghton chiming in with me, Coulter Nuanez. The... Uh, Big Sky coaching carousel continues to spin. The FCS playoffs in the in the second round, chalk. The top eight seeds all won. South Dakota State defeated Delaware 42-6. to They're the top seed. Number two, Sac State pulled one out against Richmond 38-31. North Dakota State beat Montana 49-26. Montana State beat Weber State 33-25. William & Mary beat Gardner & Webb 54-14. Sanford beat Sela Southeastern Louisiana, 48-42 in overtime. Incarnate Word outlasted Furman, 41-38. And Holy Cross beat New Hampshire, 35-19. I was thinking about this. Why did the, uh, why did the seeds hold? Why is it just chalk? Well, I think that with the exception of Holy Cross, and I don't know much about Holy Cross. I, I do know that they're an up-and-comer. They're new on the scene. They also, though, are a, it's a prestigious school that's in the Boston area that's always been known for its academics. They've had some success in basketball. They've never really had it going in football, but you know, I imagine that they probably have some of the factors I'm about to reference. But I actually don't think it's a surprise that the seeds held in the uh, second round of the FCS playoffs because you look at those top seven seeds, South Dakota State, Sac State, North Dakota State, Montana State, William & Mary, Sanford, and Incarnate Word. They all have at least one of the following. Great resources and support, great coaching, or elite an elite quarterback. South Dakota State has great resources. South Dakota State has all three. That's why they're the top seed. They've got great resources and support. They have an excellent coach in John Stigelmeyer. They have an elite quarterback. Sacramento State, they're sort of building the the resources and support, but they certainly have an elite coach in Troy Taylor, and they certainly have elite quarterback play with the combination of a couple guys that are playing quarterback there, uh, in Asher O'Hara and Jake Dunaway, a pair of seniors that pretty seamlessly truly run a two-quarterback system. North Dakota State, they are what they are. They are the gold standard. They have all of it. They got tradition. They have resources. They have fans. They have great coaching and a great coaching lineage. They have a system that's tried and true that they've been using for more than a decade. 
And, uh, you know, I don't know if, if Cam Jensen is a truly elite quarterback, but he's a good FCS quarterback, and he looked elite on a couple of his runs against the Grizzlies last week. Uh, so they got it all going on. Montana State has it all. They got multiple good quarterbacks. They have an excellent head coach, great support, great resources. William & Mary, excellent head coach. I learned this last night, and we'll have a, a first look about William & Mary for you a little later on this week. Uh, but a couple of things about the tribe – First of all, they're the oldest university in the country, the first university in America, and they, they've existed for more than a century before America was even uh, a sovereign nation. So founded in the 1600s, they're older than even Harvard, which is amazing to think. Uh, but also they're coached by Mike London, and Mike London was the head coach of the Richmond Spiders when the Spiders won the 2008 National Championship, and they beat the Montana Grizzlies that year. Um. London then went on to coach at University of Virginia, where he did not have great success, but he's found his way back to the FCS, and he's done a great job there at William & Mary getting them uh, to the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs as the Colonial Athletic Association champions. Sanford has a veteran coach and a good quarterback, although their quarterback did get knocked out of the game last week, so we'll, we'll see what his status might be. Incarnate Word has a great coach, but he's on the way out the door. He took the gig at UT San Antonio, and... Uh, they also have an excellent quarterback who might be the latest guy that's a transfer on the way up. I'm only speculating there, but they lost Cam Ward to the portal last year after the outstanding freshman had a great year and then transferred to Washington State. They got another big-time guy there. We'll see if he sticks or if he uh, heads on out to the FBS. But I think that that's when you're wondering what it takes to be one of these top eight teams, I think those are the primary factors. What sort of support do you have? Who does it matter to? How much are they given to the program to help get you where you need to go, resources-wise, recruiting-wise, facilities-wise? What's your coach look like? Coaching still matters, particularly, I think, at the small school level, having vision and uh, knowing where your program is headed, knowing what you want it to be about. I think that's very important. And uh, then, of course, elite quarterback play is always going to be a boon. And I think even at the, the, I think the smaller schools – it's even more of a boon because you can get a guy that's above this level and he can really make you play above your head. And I think that you know you see that across the board in college football, but especially uh, at the FCS level. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We're going to come back to college sports after a little while, but let's talk some high school basketball. Guy Olmquist, he is the head coach of the Helena Capital Bruins. He and I caught up earlier today because the Bruins are practicing right now. We will hear from Coach Almquist, the head coach of the defending AA state champions in boys basketball, on the other side. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years' experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit Skyline Sports 
SportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. Just one Big Sky Conference football team from Montana remains alive in the FCS playoffs, and they play Friday night under the Bobcat Stadium lights. Hello, I'm Coulter Nuanez. We will be broadcasting to you live from Bozeman from the Rockin' R Bar leading up to Montana State's quarterfinal football game against William & Mary. Come hang out with us. We'll have great guests like Brent Vegan and Ty Gregorak joining us. Nuanez now live from the Rockin' R Bar, 4 to 6 p.m. on Friday, December 9th. The Rockin' R Bar, located at 211 West Main Street, Bozeman's local hotspot. One is now on ESPN Radio. Do you want to watch a wild docu series? Watch the docu series about Wu Tang Clan. Man, it's nuts! <laughs> what a crazy group, man! What a what a transcendent one as well. In certain sectors, I know that they are so. Um, how do you say? They have such a cult following, and they are so, so popular in certain sectors. In others, I think that people are largely unfamiliar with Wu-Tang Clan's influence on modern-day hip-hop history. I don't know why that is. Go watch the documentary. It's crazy. It teaches you all about the record industry, what it's like trying to make money and share money with, like, nine of your best friends. Just wild. Come on, us now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Justin Ford, University of Montana cornerback, just declared for the uh, NFL draft. He was a senior. Not sure if he could have um, gotten an extension on his eligibility or not, but um, either way, he just put on Twitter that he is officially declared for the NFL draft. So uh, a guy who's joined us on this show several times and a guy that uh, we – like hanging out with certainly, and uh, we'll see what his uh, his draft prospects are. Yeah, and Coulter, I guess the other bit of Grizz news also recently on Twitter is Gage Slider. Oh yeah, Gage Slider committed to the, uh, the Montana Grizzlies. Okay, this is the level of cynicism I've reached with quarterback play at Montana. My initial thought: first of all, we love Gage Slider. I talked about Gage Slider every single week this football season because he was just tore it up. He threw thirty six touchdowns this year. He was a leading passer in the state of Montana. Uh, he joined us twice during the year. Really polite, uh, courteous guy. Uh, and and we're, we were certainly rooting for him. And, and I'm glad that he's getting an opportunity to play Division I football. Here's the thing. The first, the, the first thought I thought when I saw you committed to the Grizz was, congratulations, Gage Slider. That's awesome. Second thought was, I wonder how long till they move him to safety. <laughs> I don't know if he can play safety. And I don't even really think that he should have to. I think that he should get a chance to play quarterback. But... And that's just been my internal struggle because here's the thing. I totally get how if you have a guy like Carson Rostad, for example. I mean, the dude's 6'3", 225, 230 pounds. He looks great. He looks like a linebacker. He was also an outstanding prep quarterback. And he got to play quarterback at Montana for about three seconds. Uh, Garrett Graves... I mean, watching him play quarterback at the Division One level, he certainly was behind the eight ball. He, he was struggling a little bit. But you never know what he could develop into. He's a phenomenal athlete. I mean, both these guys are getting playing time after switching to defense. It's just funny because if you're a, a developmental-type quarterback, it's only a matter of time before Bobby Houck and his staff get a little impatient. 
They throw you out there on the special teams. You go smack somebody, and then you're never playing offense again. I'll never forget the hit Garrett Graves had against Eastern Washington, where I was like, "Oh, well, there it goes." Yeah, he's never playing. He's never playing quarterback again. He's never playing offense again. He's definitely going to be playing safety. Sure enough, uh, he was playing safety shortly afterwards. Uh, we digress. It's time now. Actually, you know what we're going to do? We're going to flip this up so we can stay more on pace here. We'll do our Treasure State Stars right now. We'll hear from Guy Almquist here in uh, just a little while. Treasure State Stars featuring some of the best individual performances from across the state of Montana. Uh, We spent a lot of time talking about the ins and outs of the Big Sky coaching carousel and the FCS playoffs. So just trying to stay on track here. Our number one on Nuanas Now. Uh, Here is a look at some of our best um, individual performances from this last week featuring... Athletes in Montana, from Montana, all the way around. It's presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Turner State star number one, Elise Stearns. She's a Missoula Hellgate graduate, and she has had an incredible last month. She, uh, at the NCAA National Cross Country Championships on November 19th, she finished fourth. She runs at NAU, by the way, Northern Arizona, one of the great distance-running programs in the country. But at the NCAA uh, National Cross Country Championships in November, Stearns finished fourth in a time of 19 minutes, 43.9 seconds. That earned her first-team All-American honors. Here now, just about three weeks later, she opened up the indoor track season with a bang. The Sharon Collier-Danville season opener uh, meet in Boston welcomed runners from across the country. I, I'm not sure if this is a an invite-type meet where maybe even pros might be able to run, but given by the times, at the very least, it is uh, the best runners in the country at the college level. But if there's some pros spliced in there, I wouldn't be surprised because some of the distance times were just outstanding. Regardless, the fast paces in the 5K really helped A couple of the Big Sky athletes that participated in the meet in Boston have awesome times, including Stearns. She posted a time of 15 minutes, 33.74 seconds in the 5,000 meters. That shattered the Northern Arizona and Big Sky Conference records in the event by more than 10 seconds. The previous record was held by Paige Gilchrist, who was a friend of this show. She joined us several times uh, between her time in high school and her time running at NAU. And I know her family still uh, listens to the show. Uh, so shout out to, to Greg and the people uh, if by chance you're listening. But Paige held that record for a while uh, since 2000. Uh, she was a class of 2013 for Hellgate. So I guess she's held that record at NAU for uh, a couple, several years now until her uh, fellow Missoula Hellgate alum, Elise Stearns, breaks it. So impressive last month or so by Elise Stearns. By the way, this is how competitive that 5K was overall. Stearns finished 10th overall and 7th among collegiate competitors. Okay, so that must uh, indicate there were some professional runners there as well. Uh, but so the Big Sky Conference and uh, NAU records still was only good for 10th in that heat. <laughs> That's how uh, truly competitive it was. Treasure State star number two from the same meet, Duncan Hamilton. He has been a Treasure State star many, many times so far uh, during his great career at Montana State. The Bozeman product, he broke Montana State's 5,000-meter Record in the indoor in that same meet out in Boston. Hamilton's time, 13 minutes, 34.45 seconds. It was the seventh fastest in his heat and 29th overall, but still good enough to break Montana State's all-time 5K record. 
Treasure State Star at number three. This is courtesy of Bill Speltz at the Missoulian. I love when the uh, local newspapers report on stuff like this for athletes that maybe people uh, aren't at the top of their minds in terms of remembering. But Jennifer Ketty, who's a Missoula Sentinel alum, class of 2008, she was a three-time All-State volleyball player there at Missoula Sentinel. Well, she's kept on playing volleyball uh, over the last decade plus. She was a six-foot-four uh, outside hitter, and she had a great career at Cal Poly. She was the 2011 Big West Conference Player of the Year before moving on to play professionally. She played professionally all through the 2010s in Europe, and now she's back in the States, and she's playing in this relatively new league, the Association of Volleyball Professionals Tour. This is her second season there on the AVP, and this last weekend, uh, she and her teammate, Carly Can who were playing together for the first time, they won the AVP Pro Series in Central Florida, uh, the Central Florida Open, excuse me, AVP Pro Series Central Florida Open in Tavares, Florida. So uh, cool for her, just a Missoula gal that's uh, still playing at a very high level of, of uh, volleyball, and uh, this is beach volleyball that she's transitioned into, so uh, super cool for her. Treasure State star number four, Raleigh Wooster. He's a Missoula Hellgate alum, friend of this show, and a guy who's now playing on Division I men's basketball's biggest stage. Raleigh Wooster was the Pac-12 Player of the Week this last week. Uh, he plays for the University of Utah. He's a junior and a guy who was once upon a time committed to the Montana Grizzlies but then went to Utah State where he played in the NCAA tournament for Craig Smith. And then when Craig Smith went to Utah to replace Larry Kostowiak, Raleigh Wooster went with him. And... Uh, Last week, he averaged 15.5 points, 9 rebounds, 6.5 assists, 1.5 steals, and had a 1.9 assist-to-turnover ratio. He had a near triple-double as Utah beat number 4 Arizona last Thursday in Salt Lake City. Booster had 12 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists in that game, and he earns the Pac-12 Player of the Week. So I have uh, an email in to University of Utah, so we'll, we'll hear from Rolly Wooster sooner than later, so stay tuned for that. And uh, our final Treasure State star for the week is Maya Hansen, a former Gatorade Player of the Year from Billings, Montana. She's a uh, she played from uh, her high school ball at both Laurel and Billings Central. She was the youngest player to ever verbally commit to the Lady Grizz. That commitment didn't hold. She ended up then committing to Butler, and that also didn't hold. And then she ended up going to Boise State when Mike Petrino, former assistant and then head coach for the Lady Grizz, he took an assistant job at Boise State. And Maya Hansen follows Coach Petrino to uh, Boise State. Well, last week, the Mountain West has uh, Freshman of the Week honors each week. And Maya Hansen was the Freshman of the Week in the Mountain West Conference last week. She uh, scored 31 points against BYU on 8 of 15 shooting. She was 11 of 11 from the three-point line, or from the uh, free throw line, excuse me. And also knocked out all four of her three-pointers for the week. She went 7 of 11 from deep, so the former Gatorade Player of the Year shot the ball uh, exceptionally well. So there you go. It's your Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Guy Olmquist, head coach of the Helena Capital Bruins, coming up right after this. But in the meantime, we got some free Taglieri for you. It's Tag Tuesday presented by Taglieri Deli. It's located there at the corner of Beckwith and Higgins. Best sandwiches you're going to find anywhere in Montana, if you don't believe me. The Food Network and uh, People Magazine both say so. 
They also have more than just sandwiches, though. They have awesome uh, selections of both specialty pastas and pasta sauces. Great olive oil selection as well. Meat and cheese plates for you for your holiday parties coming up. You can also order online, which is a great way to get tag in your life. You just plug the order in, boom, they got the sandwich there for you or whatever you need to order from there, ready for your pickup. We got a $25 gift card for you to Tagliari Deli here in Missoula. Call right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number 4, 888-1029. Tag Tuesday presented by Tagliari Deli. More high school hoops right after this. Keep it right here. It's Duana's Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Welcome back. The one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Time now for our Prep Extra, presented by Farmer State Bank. Bank like a local, Montana native, or just putting down roots. Farmer State Bank makes you feel right at home, helping Montanans succeed since 1907. Visit FarmersEbank.com to open an account today. Well, our Prep Extra basketball version for the first time so far this winter. Basketball kind of snuck up on us because football has been going along so well, but we're into the winter sports season. It's actually crazy. I remember talking to Pat Duchesne Jr., who was on our show a couple weeks ago, the Florence quarterback, and I said, Pat, what are you up to? And he's like, well, we're already practicing basketball, even though he just won the state championship in football about two days earlier, so no rest for the weary. But uh, we are joined now by Guy Olmquist. He's the head coach of the Helena Capital Bruins. The Bruins, the defending champions in basketball after just winning a state championship in football. Coach, thanks so much for being with us. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, it's, it's great to be talking basketball, and I think you said it, no rest for the weary. We're right into it. Well, I know sometimes in Montana, a lot of times in Montana, you have a lot of crossover between guys that play football and, and basketball. How about for your squad? Is there any guys that are coming off of this long football season for the Capital football team? Yeah, I think uh, you're going to recognize quite a few names. In fact, uh, eight of our nine guys that we would consider our varsity at this point uh, had uh, significant roles on the football team. So um, it's a competitive group, and uh, I I like to have those uh, two-sport, three-sport athletes. I think that's a competitive advantage for us. For sure, absolutely. Well, let's start there then. Uh, how much do you think the, the competitive nature does carry over? I mean, do you feel like the fact that you guys had great success in basketball last year, but also that this group had great success in football this year, do you think that those those things carry over season to season? I do. There's no question. I think uh, one of the things I'm most proud of at Helena Capital is is how we keep our athletes out for multiple sports. And I think that takes uh, that competitive spirit with those kids, but I think it also takes uh, – coaching staffs that get along and work together with each other, not only during the year, but in the summers, and really promote that. And I think uh, kids that play uh, multiple sports 
not only do their bodies go through some different training, which I think is positive, but they have different voices. There's different coaches, uh, sometimes different teammates. Um, I just think it's a, a real positive thing to, to stay involved and keep up that competitive spirit. Uh, our kids are coming into the season with that competitive spirit real high already, and they don't won't take a long to uh, get juiced up and ready to go. Well, let's talk about then just sort of last year's run because we had a couple of your guys on the show after the run. Braden Cook was sort of our go-to last year, and now he's still there in the capital city playing for uh, Carroll College. But um, how does this year's squad look different compared to last year's? How are you guys going to go about uh, sort of dealing with the the narrative of defending a state championship? Yeah, certainly our team's going to look a lot different. Uh, Losing Braden to graduation, I mean, everyone, it's it's, uh, well-documented. Uh, some of the heroics that uh, he went through last year with for uh, for our squad, but we also lost our uh, two time you know two year starting point guard. We lost uh, Jacob Curry, who was a great off guard for us. So we lost a lot, lost a lot of our guard play. That being said, um, we returned Aiden Opitz, uh, who is a great competitor and a great basketball player in his own right. Obviously, his exploits on the football field are well documented as well. But uh, we've got him, Tyler Kovic, Nick Michelotti. Again, some of these familiar names. And a group, uh, the largest senior class I've ever kept. We have, we kept nine seniors this year, which is quite a few at any level. And uh, they're just a real competitive group. I like to uh, – we may not be as, uh, quote-unquote, pretty playing basketball this year. We've uh, brought the term smash-mouth basketball, I think, back to the double-A because that might be what you see from us, uh, physical nature and aggressive nature. And I think that's uh, how we can succeed. Guy Almquist joining us. He's the head coach of the Helena Capital Bruins, the defending state champions in boys basketball at the Class AA level. That's funny that you say that too, Coach, because you know I'm about, oh, I don't know, I guess 56, 17 years out of high school now, but that's kind of how I would have described Capital back in the day too, smash mouth basketball. So it seems like more often than not, there's just there's hard-nosed kids that come through Helena Capital. I mean, would you agree? And, and why is that, do you think? I mean, that, that seems to be sort of the, the omnipresent culture for sports especially boys' sports there at Capitol High. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, certainly in the the first years when I was uh, head varsity coach, you know, my, my first year as head varsity coach, Matt Miller was a freshman. And, uh, you know, I think five out of six years, maybe even six out of seven, we had football teams playing the state championship game when I was first started coaching. And instead of maybe, I think previously, maybe there had been some fight against uh, football players being the dominant part of the culture here, uh, we chose to embrace it and and just kind of fill in with that and, and maybe take on some of that. You know, it's working pretty well. We, maybe we should try that attitude. And our kids uh, take a lot of pride in that, being tough and competitive. You know, we, we talk to our basketball kids. We want our kids to be willing to be skilled, willing to be tough, willing to be ultra competitive. You know, we use the hashtag tough players win, which is a, a Tom Mizzle, Michigan State thing. And we've embraced it, and it, it kind of fits with uh, the tremendous football program we have here and our, our basketball programs. Uh, tried to improve over the last decade, decade and a half, and uh, our kids uh, wear that on their sleeve, and, and we try to be tough competitors and and uh, uh, have fun with them. We've, we've had a little success with it. Prep Extra here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Guy Olmquist joining us, head coach of the Helena Capital Bruins, the defending Class AA champions in boys basketball. Uh, how about the rest of uh, Class AA landscape? I know that uh, 
little ways away from from truly analyzing you know the conferences and all that, but I know that every coach they kind of have a at least a broad gauge. So, what do you think of just the sort of the the landscape of Double A this year? Sure, I think Double uh, A is, is pretty wide open. Um, I think most going into last year would have said that Bozeman and us and and uh, you know Hellgate maybe Skyview would have been kind of leaders in the clubhouse. I think there's a few more teams uh, that are going to be fighting for it this year, and so. Uh, I, I hope at the end we're there. We've got a group that will probably work to improve each and every day. I like that. And I think on a given day we can beat anybody if we play well. Uh, I think in our league, Hellgate is always uh, very tough. Jeff Hayes does a tremendous job with his kids. And I know uh, with Connor Dick and, and company there, they're going to be tough. Uh, I think Glacier in the West, they've got some really nice kids back for Coach Harkins, and I expect them to be at the, the top of the heap. Uh, you know, in the East, Skyview, we played them in the semifinals. They've got some really nice kids. Reese Owens, Lane Love, uh, big kid in the middle. I know they've got a new coaching staff, but I would think that their success from the last few years and some of the guys they have back, they feel pretty good about what they've got going on. And, of course, uh, both both uh, Bozeman and Gallatin uh, have some kids come back, uh, a lot of talent. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. We just get done with football, and we've got, you know, barely any practice in, and who's our first game? But we get to entertain Bozeman uh, this Saturday, which I find uh, ironic. I, uh, these kids have uh, matched up quite a bit in the last year against each other, and we'll start that old, start this season with another match of basketball. So a lot of good teams out there, and and just uh, looking forward to uh, the season with the kids. The first of many conversations about Class AA and high school basketball in general across the state of Montana. It's our Prep Extra presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Guy Almquist, the head coach of the Helena Capital Bruin boys basketball team, joining us here on Nuanas Now. Coach, I know you got practice to get to, so go get them, and uh, we'll be tracking you throughout the year, probably talk to you sooner than later, but thanks for taking some time for us today. You bet. Thanks for inviting. I really appreciate anyone who shines a light on prep sports in Montana, and you guys do a great job. So thank you very much. Have a good one. Guy Almquist, head coach of the defending Class AA state champion, Helena Capital Bruins. You want us now? Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. The transfer portal is completely off the chain. There's rumors that athletes are getting offers of millions of dollars to transfer to other schools. What does it all mean? How sustainable is it? What sort of impact could Deion Sanders have on the wide world of college football? We'll discuss all of that next on the business angle with Justin Angle to get hour number two of Nuwana's now kicked off. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at Montana Advocates. 